Welcome to the Wear Wag Repeat Podcast. I'm Tori Mystic. As a dog mom lifestyle expert, blogger, and business owner, I love talking to other women in the pet industry and sharing their advice with you every week. Sit, stay, and listen to the latest episode. Hello, and welcome to another solo episode of the Wear Wag Repeat Podcast. I'm your host, Tori Mystic. And if you have been following me for a while, then you've probably heard me talk about Pinterest. I have been tooting the horn of Pinterest for a while now. Maybe you've done one of my free challenges or a workshop. I did one at the Pet Summit last year. Uh, And maybe you even took my Pinterest masterclass. Pinterest is always a priority in my business. Some of the things that that I do on Pinterest, um, I create 5 to 15 pins for every single blog post. I do my best to repurpose TikToks and Instagram content there. I also create pins for my affiliate links because Pinterest is affiliate link friendly. And I also create pins for my own products in my online store. Basically, Everything that I do, I'm promoting it on Pinterest because Pinterest is just an amazing traffic driver. Uh, You're going to learn in this episode that it's really more than a social network. It's more so a search engine to drive traffic to your website. And now this month, Pinterest is an extra special focus for me because it is the theme in Wear, Wag, Repeat Society. So if you are a member of Wear, Wag, Repeat Society, um, this episode will kind of help you get your Pinterest account optimized and make the most of it so that then you can move on to the lesson in this month's module and really take it to the next level. If you're not in Wear, Wag, Repeat Society, do not fear because this episode is still going to be very, very helpful for you. I am sharing a rebroadcast from an episode from October 2020. It's called Getting Started on Pinterest for Pet Pros. And people ask me all the time about how to set it up, or they say, I don't have anything on Pinterest. Where do I even get started? Uh, And that's why I thought it'd be really valuable to share this episode again, because it's still relevant. Everything that I shared still applies, and it's just a great refresher for everyone. I believe that every pet business that has a website should be on Pinterest and using their own original pins to drive traffic to their website. It's an effective platform for online businesses, in-person services, and everything in between. Don't think that Pinterest won't work for you just because you're a local, like in-person-based pet business. It still can really help to drive traffic to your website, which is going to help you get customers. Now, if you've been putting off getting your business account optimized, this episode is going to get you headed in the right direction. And even if you already have things set up, I still think it's worth listening to discover if there's a little tweak that you could make that would really help grow your account and your traffic. Now, I really want to give you a concrete vision of how impactful Pinterest can be for your business. And to do that, I want to share some little stats with you. So see if you can visualize this. I checked my Google Analytics for a six-month period earlier this year. 
In that time, Instagram sent 395 visitors to my website. Facebook was more than double that, around 1,000 visitors in those six months. Doesn't sound so bad, right? Well, Google generated 4,800 visitors in that six-month period. Now, that sounds like even more, but hold on to your horses. Are you ready for this? In those six months, Pinterest sent 48,719 visitors to wearwagrepeat.com. That's just crazy. Those people are people who are getting on my email list. They're clicking my affiliate links. They're checking out my online shop and just generally knowing about me and my business. Honestly, you cannot pay for that kind of exposure. That's organic traffic that's coming to my site and people who are genuinely interested in the content that I'm putting out there and and coming to learn more about me and what I do. So I I highly recommend, I hope that those stats are convincing (laughs) and that you will really start to take Pinterest seriously. Now, without further ado, let's dive into this rebroadcast of this episode. It originally was episode 136, in case you want to go back and look at it for some reason. Um, But I'm going to be sharing with you a getting started on Pinterest guide for pet pros. And I think that we've cut off the mention of a workshop I hosted last October, because obviously that was almost a year ago, so it's not very timely. Um, But there, you might hear a few references to this October workshop. Um, And I think it might be a good idea to host another October workshop. So if you are listening to this and you think that that's a good idea to do a workshop or a three-day challenge or something along those lines, that would be F-R-E-E, free. That's our favorite price point. (laughs) If you're interested in something like that, then make sure that you screenshot this episode or take a selfie and share it on Instagram, tagging me and telling me that you really want me to host a free workshop or challenge like that. If there's enough demand, I will most certainly do that sometime in the next month. All right, here's the episode. All right, so if you're not already aware, Pinterest is actually more of a search engine than it is a social network, and that's what makes it so great at driving traffic to our websites. Pinterest actually wants to help their users learn how to do new things or learn about a new topic or find local businesses that they are searching for who can help them live their best life. And so Pinterest actually prioritizes sending traffic to your website, which is the polar opposite of Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. All of those sites, they want to keep you on their site and keep you in their app as long as possible. That's why it's so addictive. (laughs) And that's why they make it so hard to link out. You know, that's one of the major problems on Instagram. But Pinterest is totally the opposite. Every single piece of content that you post to Pinterest is linked to your website. So there's no, you can't do that on Instagram. It's impossible. So that's why I am just loving Pinterest right now. 
um, for some stats and figures, there are over 320 million users worldwide on Pinterest. So I would guess usually more than 50% of any population is a pet owner or a dog owner. And so I would guarantee that probably over 160 million of those users have pets. So there's a huge audience right there for you to tap into. I also love that Pinterest is constantly releasing new features. And right now in the fall of 2020 and early 2021, they are releasing a lot of new features geared towards retailers. So if you have any kind of e-commerce website, Pinterest is introducing new things to make it even easier for you to sell your products using Pinterest. So it is definitely a really powerful tool. So let's dive in. I'm going to give you five tips to get started and get your Pinterest account set up correctly so that you are set up for success. So tip number one, make sure that you have a business account. So again, I'm going to kind of compare and contrast this with Instagram and Facebook On Pinterest, you don't get penalized for having a business account. I have seen so much chatter about people on Instagram not wanting to switch to a business account because they lose out on some features or they feel like their account kind of gets penalized in terms of how many eyeballs get on it. Um, But Pinterest is not like that at all. You want to have a business account because it will tell Pinterest that you are not just a user who's, who's pinning other people's stuff that you are a business who actually has valuable information and amazing pins to share with people and they should send traffic to you. So make sure that you have a business account and not a personal person account. Tip number two goes along and kind of builds on tip number one. Tip number two is to claim your website. This is very important and it's really integral to having a business account. It's how you are going to get access to a lot of the insights and data about traffic and clicks on your pins. When you claim your website, Pinterest will give you a little snippet of code that you need to enter on your website, either in your header or your footer. There are some great plugins on WordPress to embed code in your header or your footer. Um, I would usually recommend putting stuff in your footer so that it doesn't um, slow down the load of your site. Sometimes putting stuff in your header can kind of slow down your site. Um, There's also a really wonderful help article from Pinterest about how to do this if you're not on WordPress. Um, They have links to how exactly to set this up on pretty much any kind of web platform that you can imagine. I'm going to put that link in the show notes. Um, You can always access the show notes for this episode and every other episode by going to wherewagrepeat.com slash podcast and just searching for the episode number. This is episode number 136. So um, head over there and you can easily find that link and, and sort of a summary of this episode. Um, I also believe that there is a place in the Yoast plugin. If you have a WordPress site and you you use Yoast for SEO, I believe there's a place in that plugin where you can input this code from Pinterest. So look into that and check that out. Um, Once you claim your business account and you claim your website, that is going to indicate to Pinterest that they should start tracking your numbers and they should start showing your content to people because you are a valuable content creator. 
All right. Now, tip number three, this is very important. And um, I am always preaching about this on Instagram, but today is all about Pinterest. I need to shut up about Instagram. (laughs) Um, So talking about Pinterest, tip number three is to make sure that you have a keyword optimized name and bio. This really applies to every social network, but especially on Pinterest, since it is more of a search engine than a social network. We want to make sure that you have the right kind of keywords in your name and your bio on your profile. So the keywords that I'm talking about would be like pet, dog, cat, dog mom, dog trainer, pet parent, Labrador, etc. Basically, think about what would someone search to find you. So are you creating pretty much only dog recipes, dog treat recipes? Include some of those terms. Are you really passionate about a certain breed? I would include the name of that breed. Um, if you're, if rescued is your favorite breed, definitely talk about rescue dogs, animal shelters, that kind of stuff. Um, and make sure that you use those words in a in a very natural way in your bio um, and really make sure that they are in your in your name as well. Just to give you an example, on my own account, my name is pretty long, but it has all of my important keywords in it. So my name is Tori Mystic, Labrador, Dog Mom, Blogger, and Pet Industry Expert. So that's pretty long. That's way more characters than I could ever get in my Instagram bio, which is another reason (laughs) to like Pinterest. Um, But make sure I want to have my name, Tori Mystic, so that's like my personal brand. I have that in there. Labrador is important. Dog Mom is important. Blogger is important. And then I have Pet Industry Expert. Um, So these are all really, really important keywords to my business, and I want to make sure that they are the most prominently featured words and the best place to put them is in my name. Now, my bio um, reads like this. Dog mom of wear, wag, repeat, and award-winning dog blog, pet industry podcast, and shop, proud mom to two chocolate Labradors, one rescue, and one therapy dog. Love to DIY. So you see in my um, bio there, I have a lot of keywords packed into there. I have dog mom. I have the name of my brand in case anyone ever searches for that. Um, I talk about my blog, the pet industry podcast. I talk about my chocolate Labradors and I mention Lucy's a therapy dog. And then I also include one of my most important keywords, which is DIY. Anything that I post that is DIY related usually gets a lot of clicks, a lot of views, a lot of traffic in general. So I wanted to make sure that DIY was in my bio so that it could kind of be associated with dog mom DIYs, Labrador DIYs, dog DIYs, blogger DIYs, all that kind of stuff. So I hope that that makes sense. Um, If you ever want to look me up on Pinterest and see for your own eyes, if you're more of a visual person, my Pinterest username is tmystic, which is just like it is on um, Instagram. So you can find me over there if you want to see for yourself exactly how I laid this out. Although I love what I do, it would be nice to spend less time working and more time with my dogs. Don't you agree? 
I always felt like if I could just get my website traffic up, it would open so many doors for me and my business. I used to spend hours posting my links all over the place until last year when I immersed myself in Pinterest and tried all kinds of strategies to grow the traffic I was already getting from my pins. And guess what? In about a year, I was able to grow my site traffic from Pinterest 25 times. More traffic means more consistent sales in my online shop, new email subscribers daily, and now I'm earning income from ads on my blog. It's all about working smarter, not harder. And I'll show you exactly how in my brand new masterclass, Pinterest for Petpreneurs. After you complete this course, you'll have a system to use Pinterest to grow your website traffic, your email list, and your pet industry business. Explore the six lessons and bonus offers at wherewagrepeat.com slash courses. Enroll today so that you can be a part of the live Pinterest profile audits that I'll be doing for students this month. Get all the details at wherewagrepeat.com slash courses. Okay, so once you have that set up, the next thing, step number four in our Pinterest setup guide for petpreneurs is to set up some boards on your account. So the way Pinterest works is that you have a lot of different boards and think of them as like a bulletin board in your room, (laughs) but your bulletin boards are hyper-organized and each bulletin board is specific to a certain topic or content or interest, etc. So when you are setting up these boards, I would recommend that you have at least 10 boards to start and you can grow from there. You can do more and you want to make sure that each of those boards are going to be able to be populated with content from your own website in whatever kind of categories you pick out. So I would recommend that at least one of those boards that you're starting out with is dedicated specifically just to your business or your blog. And the only content that is going to be pinned to that board is content from your own website. Okay. So we're going to name that whatever the name of your business is. So mine is where wag repeat. Um, actually let me double check. It is where wag repeat dog mom blog. That is the name of the board where I pin everything just from where wag repeat. Now, you're also going to set up other boards that are specific to your keywords and your interests. When you set up these boards, it's going to ask you to name them and to give them a little description and to give them a content category. So be very strategic with this. Again, you want to make sure that your keywords are in all of this and that you're using very clear, descriptive names for everything. So although it might be tempting to name your recipe board Nom Noms, Puppy Treats, or something like that, (laughs) I would not recommend doing that. Instead, you should name it something very descriptive and very obvious, such as gluten-free dog treat recipes, if that is what you're going to be posting about, or raw-fed dog feeding tips, or something like that. Um, Whatever it is that your specific topic for that board is going to be about, make sure that you use a keyword optimized 
title for it and that the description also has those keywords. Now, something that Pinterest really kind of keeps an eye out for and and gets alerts when you do this is if you do something called keyword packing. So keyword packing is when you would just list off dog, dog mom, dog blog, Labrador, chocolate Labrador, chocolate Labrador, puppies, um, puppy rescues, like da 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 Do you get what I'm saying? You don't just want to list a string of words. Pinterest is going to be like, you know, looking out for you. They're going to be putting you on a little blacklist and not in a good way um, of of an account that they think is kind of spammy. So we never, ever want to be spammy. We want to be real, authentic people. So make sure that you are writing your description using full sentences and putting your keywords in there, but not doing keyword packing. Okay. Now I also want to, I'm just looking at my Pinterest account. I'm going to read out for you some of my board names so that you can get an idea of, of what my board titles are and how I make it work for my niche. So my second most popular board after the wear, whack, repeat dog mom blog board is one simply called chocolate labs. Then I have at home with dogs. I'm always workshopping that one. (laughs) I have the dog mom lifestyle. I have women in the pet industry business growth. So I pin about this podcast, uh, online courses that I do, and also just like general business advice tips that I see from other pinners. I also have one called dog care and health. Another one named Dog Tricks and Training. I have one titled DIYs and Crafts for Dog Moms. And I have one called Dog Friendly Travel. I have another board called Instagram for Pet Accounts. I have a popular board called Gifts for Dog Lovers. And I have another one called Healthy Dog Treat Recipes. So you can see that is not a comprehensive list of all of my boards because I'm also a member of group boards and other things, which um, that is too lengthy of a topic to get into today. Um, But that can kind of show you that I have boards that are going to um, get the attention of pet parents and drive traffic to my dog mom blog. I also have boards that are geared more towards pet business owners and people in the pet industry and is going to drive traffic to the content that I've created that is specific to that area. But all in all, everything is related to dogs. So that is not to say that I don't have boards that are about home design because I do. I have a Pinterest board that I just pin kitchens and couches and different things that I like for my own home, but I set that as a secret board. So once you start using your Pinterest account for your pet industry business, you want to make sure that all the boards that are visible are related to your specific niche And that doesn't mean that you can't also use this account for your own personal use. You can. You can pin, you know, all the dinner recipes for yourself that you want, but put those on a secret board so that only you can see them and they're not really going to be associated with your brand. If you're not on WordPress, there are many other options. Basically, this is the little red pin it button or Pinterest logo that appears when you hover over images on a website. And 
On my blog, I have a lot of images. I usually have between five to eight images in every blog post. And then at the end of the blog post is where I put my Pinterest graphics. Uh, and I will be more than happy to show you how I managed to put 10 different Pinterest graphics on one blog post, but only have one appear. Um, but that is going to be a little advanced tip that I will, I'll have to share later. Um, that's going to be included in my Pinterest course, which is coming out after the three day challenge. So sneak peek of the content coming in that course. I'm really excited about it. Um, but I'm getting way ahead of myself. The first thing you want to do to make sure to get your account set up and optimized is to get that pin it button showing up on your website. So I would also recommend that you include a little bit of a call to action wherever your Pinterest graphics are or your images are on your website. You can just type out pin this and make it bold and big and all caps and maybe a bright color so that people see pin this and they hover over that image and pin it. The power of suggestion is the most powerful thing, I think, in the world. So if you can just suggest to your website visitors and to your customers and to your supporters to pin your things, I guarantee some of them will do it. And so that comes to a little bonus tip that I have. This is outside of the five setup tips for getting started. But the bonus tip is to tell people on other social networks that you are on Pinterest. So if you are already using Instagram, which I'm sure many of you are, or maybe you love Facebook and get great response from there, or maybe you love LinkedIn or TikTok or whatever it is, maybe you're on YouTube. I don't know where you're hanging out, but go to wherever your people are hanging out and tell them that you are on Pinterest to give you a follow, to pin some of your stuff. Remind them that when they visit a blog post on your site, that they should pin the images so that they can keep track of them, save them for later. Um, you know, the power of suggestion, like I said, is very, very powerful. <laughs> so make sure that you are sort of commingling and cross-promoting your own platforms so that you can get a leg up on your Pinterest account. So a really quick little recap here of these five tips. Tip number one, get a business account. Tip number two, Claim your website and install that code that Pinterest gives you somewhere on your website. Tip three is to keyword optimize your name and bio. Tip four is to set up at least 10 boards to start that are specific to your niche and keyword optimize the name, description, and category. And then five is to add a pin it button to your website to make it easy for others and you to pin your content on Pinterest. So I hope that this getting started guide was really helpful to you. Um, if you've already gotten started and feel like you didn't keyword optimize anything, that's okay. You can always go back and edit everything. So maybe use this as an excuse to go to your Pinterest account and get your boards organized, retitle them, make some of them secret that they're not related to your business, and just get your account sort of, um, you know, give it like a little spring cleaning, even though it's not springtime. <laughs> you can spring clean your Pinterest account any time of year and get it ready for more people to start pinning and interacting with your content. 
What did you like most about this episode? Find me on Instagram at teamistic and let me know what intrigued you or what questions you have about starting or growing your own dog-inspired business. You can also screenshot this episode and tag me in your stories. I love to see who is listening out there. Some of the best conversations happen after the episode, right? So track me down over on Instagram or join the Wear, Wag, Repeat Labs Facebook group to connect with other dog-obsessed entrepreneurs. And as always, you can find all the links and resources discussed in this episode at wearwagrepeat.com slash podcast. See you back here next week.